Welcome to the Inspiring Soul Speaker Podcast with David Laws, renowned psychic and spiritual leader. Join David as he shares inspirational and uplifting stories of divine guidance, manifestation and abundance. Share in his path of peace, love and light. Now, Dave, I don't think I've heard this story mm-hmm. and... I'm super curious to to find out what it's all about because it's never a dull moment with you around. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about Tony and the car accident. Well, uh, this is a. It's funny thing is they say every cloud has a silver lining, and sometimes out of the most tragic and dire of circumstances, there can be some magic that mm. uh, may come out of that. And I had the great um, privilege of witnessing. Something here that was um, can only be classed as absolutely super extraordinary. And uh, I, um, as you've heard in previous podcasts, I spent some time in the media industry in Sydney and I uh, worked on a couple of the uh, suburban newspapers down there. And um, one of the papers that I worked at um, out in the um, suburb of Campbelltown, I worked at the local paper there and we had a, a cleaner who used to come in every Friday afternoon and... Uh, he um, cleaned for us and Tony was his name, a lovely, lovely, lovely man, absolute gentleman. In fact, he, he epitomised the word gentleman, lovely fellow. And uh, often on a Friday afternoon, Tony would bring in a little bag of Polish cookies to us and uh, we'd you know, eat the cookies and his wife, Maria, had baked them for us. The very sad thing was none of us ever got to meet Maria because Maria was dying of AIDS. Oh, Yeah, back in those times and basically what had happened, um, very sadly, Tony, Maria and their two children were involved in a fatal car crash and sadly their daughter was killed in the accident and the three of them were critically injured and they survived but very sadly Maria uh, got a blood transfusion back in the days before they had screening so she had contaminated blood. So even though she survived the car accident, she received a death sentence through the blood transfusion. But, you know, she lived for quite some years. Anyway, um, that was well and good and she used to bake these beautiful cookies and Tony was so lovely. Here's your your cookies and he'd bring them in. Anyway, as time went by, I actually left that paper and I'd been transferred to another paper and I'd been promoted to become uh, the branch manager of one of the other papers out west. So I never got to see Tony again. And then maybe a year or two later, I was chatting to one of my colleagues from the previous paper and they said, oh, by the way, we thought we'd let you know that you know, Tony's wife, Maria, passed away, you know, sadly. So, you know, very sad, but, you know, expected. Mm. And that was it. Um, I then discovered that um, Bryce Courtney had delivered the eulogy at the funeral. Really? Because he lost his son through AIDS and yeah. that's, they met at the AIDS Council together and they became oh. very dear friends. Yeah. Anyway, so let's fast forward 20-odd years and probably I'm losing track of time but um, unusual for me. I know. Probably around about six years ago I was back in Sydney visiting my family down there out where I used to live because I now live in Queensland and I walked into the local chemist. To my absolute shock and disbelief, who should be standing at the dispensary than Tony? And I went, oh, my Lord. (laughs) You know, quite some years down the track and he turned around and he looked at me and he went, oh, David, in his beautiful Polish accent. Oh, my God. Tony's a tall fellow and we gave each other a hug and he said, I said, my God, I haven't seen you in years. He said, David, I cannot believe it is you. Where are you? Where you live now? 
Is that Polish or German? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit Russian. It's a but bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually it does. It's a bit Russian. You're very like. good at it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, as long as it doesn't sound Australian, guys. <laughs> anyway, the very first thing that Tony said to me, which blew me away, he sort of put both his hands on my shoulders and he, he said to me, David, he said, do you believe in a power and an energy out there that we don't explain and can't explain and don't know about? And mm-hmm. it gave me tingles because do you know what? He had no knowledge or idea of my spirituality. He just knew me as a, a guy who worked on the yeah. newspaper team. He knew nothing about my personal life. And I looked and smiled. I said, well, Tony, as a matter of fact, I do know there's something out there and it's something that I'm quite attuned to. He said, oh, David, he said, I have an amazing story to tell you. And I said, oh, please do tell. He said, did you know I lost my wife, Maria? And I gave him another hug. I said, oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I said, gee, that was a long time ago. He said, well, it was a very long time ago. And he said something very strange happened about two days before she died. And I said, what? He said, she called me to her bedside and she said, Tony, she said, you know, my time is nearly up. My time is nearly up on this earth. And she said, "Uh, I want you to know that you are still a beautiful young man and you have my blessing to, you know, meet another lovely lady and live your life to the full. That would be my wish for you. And he said, no, no, I don't want to move on. No, 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 no. And she said, Tony, please, you cannot waste your life. You're too young. He said, no. He said, David, we have an argument on deathbed. (laughs) 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 We we always love each other. We argue. (laughs) And he, you know, and apparently she said, well, hmm. She said, well, if you don't meet somebody, I will make it happen. Oh. He said, will you make it happen because I am not interested. And she said, okay. Sadly, two days later, she passed away. For the next five years, he refused to leave his house. He just went to work and came home, went to work and came home. And this son, who had survived the accident, had become successful in business and he was married with children. And he said, I would go out once a week to their place for dinner. You know, my son would invite me down and see the grandkids and he said, I'd go home. But he said, all my friends were at me and at me. Tony, come out with us, come out with us. No, no, I don't want to go out. I am third wheel. I'm on my own. You're all couples. No, no, no. He said, this went on for nearly five years. He said, I was just existing. I really wasn't living. He said, but David, one night my life changed forever. I said, why? What happened? He said, it was just a normal Friday. Went to work, came home. He said just about to put dinner on and I hear a knock, knock, knock at the door. And he thought, oh. He went and opened the door and he said, to my shock, he said, all my Polish friends were there. I said, oh, my God, what are you all doing here? They pushed him inside. Come on, inside, men and women. They said, well, what are you here? They said, we are sick and tired of you staying at home and doing nothing. We are not moving until you have a shower and get dressed and come out with us. He said, no, what can I do? He said, they're all there. So anyway, <laughs> he said, I went and had a shower and he said, you know, the wife's got a shirt out and ironed the shirt and doled him all up. So he said, well, we got in the car and he said they took me down to one of our local clubs that we went to. And he said, um, when we got to the club, he said, we walked in and he said it was one of the clubs that they used to frequent when he and Maria were together, down at one of their favourite clubs and they always had a band on a Friday night. He said, I walked in and he said, all all my friends went, oh, we'll get tables and chairs over here. He said, well, you do that. He said, I need a drink. So he said, I went to the bar. He said, I went to the bar and when I got to the bar, he said, another lady walked up to the bar and she was all a little dishevelled and let out a big sigh like, oh. 
and the barman came around and uh, and he said, now who's next? And Tony said, oh, you know, you can go first. And she said, oh, no, 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 please. She said, you go first. You were here before me. He said, no, ladies first. And she said, oh, thank you very much. She said, I really need this drink. And he said, oh. So she ordered the drink and while he was pouring the drink, the barman was pouring the drink, he said, why do you need the drink? And she said, oh, this is my first night out in five years. And he said, why? He, she said, oh, all my friends over there, they dragged me out. They said they're sick and tired of seeing me at home on my own. They dragged me out and said, you've got to come out. And she said, I don't really want to be here, but here I am. He said, that's impossible. That's the same as me. And she said, what? And he said, I am, this is my first night out in five years. My friends have dragged me out. She said, no. She said, you're not here with your wife? And he said, no, I'm a widower. And she said, well, I'm a widow. I don't have a husband. And she said, well, I don't have a wife. And they went, do our friends know each other? Nope, they didn't know each other. God. So Tony said, well, let me buy you this drink. Oh, she said, oh, no, no, you don't. He said, please, let me buy you the drink. So he paid for the drink and he ordered a drink as well. He said to the barman, he said, I'll pick up the tab. She said, that's very kind of you. And they introduced themselves. I'll call her Anna. I can't remember her name. And she said, Tony, I have one question for you. And he said, what's that? She said, do you like to dance? He said, oh, I love to dance. He said, I've not danced in years. And she said, neither have I. So she said, can I please have a dance with you tonight? He said, you can certainly have a dance with me tonight. She said, oh, Tony, she said, you've made my night. I thought I'd be sitting there on my own all night. He said, well, I thought the same because all my friends are with their husbands and wives. And she said, same as me. She said, well, why don't we just have a nice dinner and when dinner's cleared, we'll hit the dance floor. Yeah. So he said, David, oh, my God. He said, dinner was cleared, the band started up and we looked at each other like, Come on, let's go. He said, oh, my God, David. He went like this. He went, oh, my God. He said, we danced like we'd never been apart. She knew the steps. I knew the steps. We knew each other's moves. We just flowed. We just danced. After about four or five dances, she said, Tony, enough. This is crazy. I can't believe this. What's this, the connection we've got? This is incredible. He said, I can't explain it. He said, it's just amazing. So she said, you know, he, she said, I think um, we should sit down and talk more. He said, yes, that's a good idea. So she said, why don't we just get a table and chairs over here, away from our friends, and we'll just talk privately. So he said, yeah. And she said, well, now let me buy you a drink this time because you bought me a drink. He said, thank you, that's very kind. So she shouted the next round. He said, David, we sat down there and we started to talk. And they just talked about their lives and sadly her husband had lost his life in a car accident quite some years before and Tony explained that he'd lost his daughter in a car accident and told her about what had happened to Maria and she'd passed away. So they commiserated with each other and talked more about their lives. He said, David, nothing prepared me for what happened next. And I said, why? He said, she let out a big sigh and she just said, he said, I don't know why she said it, but um, she said, you know, nothing's been the same since the 28th of September 1986. And he said, what? She said, nothing's been the same since September the 28th, 1986. And he said, why do you say that? She said, well, that's the night that I lost my husband in the car crash. And he said, that's impossible because that's the night I had my car crash and we lost our daughter on that same night, on that same date. And he said, where did your car crash happen? And she said, on the Appen Road south of Campbelltown, it was the same car crash. No freaking way. They were in the other car. Oh, my God. 
And when the penny dropped, they screamed and cried to the point where the band stopped playing, everyone come rushing over to them. Because <sighs> they were just crying and they were just hugging and no one could get any word out of them because they were just screaming, not screaming, but they were just crying and hugging. Everyone's saying, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And the lady was so overcome with emotion, she couldn't speak and Tony blurted out what had happened. He said, David... Half the club was crying, everyone's in tears and everyone's saying this is a miracle that she was in the other car. And and he said because we were so critically injured in our car, we had no idea that the people in the other car were Polish. We never really knew and we knew that the fellow, the driver had died and our daughter was killed. So he said we both lost a member of our family. He said, David, how incredible is this that that car crash claimed my wife and little did I know that my next future wife was in the next car. Oh, wow. They've been married now for about 10, 15 years. Oh, my goodness. I mean, honestly, 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 honestly. I'm standing in the chemist. I had tears rolling down my cheek. I just hugged him and I just said, Tony, are you serious? He said, David, there is magic in this universe. There's magic in this life. And I went... I just can't believe this, Tony. I said, do you know what? And he said, what? I said, this is the stuff that needs to be on the six o'clock news, not that other shit and rubbish that they shove down our throats about all the horrors. This is a miracle. Mm. This is love and this is a divine This is a divine miracle, a connection. It's like what are the chances, a million to one, that, you know, she refused to go out and her friend said, no, we're fed up, come on. And she said it was pure coincidence that we walked up to the bar at the same time and she just let out with this exasperated thing. It's like, you know, oh, my God, it's my first night out in five years. And that started a conversation and look where it led. He said, David, you know what? He said, my God. He said, she's Polish. She danced like Maria, cooked like Maria, argues like Maria. He said, she's not my Maria, but it's just like God. And he said, you know what? He said, bloody hell. He said, that Maria, she make it work. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I told you. She, I said, see, she told you, didn't she? He said, the bloody little shit, she got, her, she got <laughs> us together. <laughs> you know. oh. So, you know, out of a tragedy, out of the most horrific tragedy, uh, tragedy that one could ever imagine enduring, something incredible came out of that years and years and years later, many, many years later. And at the least moment that they ever suspected it, they just never, they would never have imagined. Tony was not looking for anyone and neither was she. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to meet anyone. No, I don't want to meet anyone either. And they, bing, at the bar, boom, and it's just like you and you. All lined up and look what happened. And she said, he said, David, it was just so emotional. He said, we're looking around the club and everyone's just wiping their tears as word spread. Everyone's going, oh, what? Oh, my God. And everyone's just wiping their tears away. He said, everyone's hugging each other. He said, it was just the most emotional experience I've ever had in my whole entire life to see this club. The band had even stopped because people were just so in shock as to what had just happened. Wow. <laughs> so my thoughts through that whole thing were Maria set this up. Oh, of course she did. Um, and my second thoughts were, uh, is it Maria incarnated? <laughs> Well, no, no, it's not, no, 
No, unfortunately, it's not Maria reincarnated. And beautifully, as Tony said, he said, look, you know, even though he jokingly said, my God, you cook like Maria, yeah. dance like Maria, argue like Maria. He said, but she's not my Maria mm. and I'm not trying to make her my Maria. Yeah. She is who she is. Yeah. But he said, I am with her with Maria's blessing. He said, I'm so at peace. And he said, because that little tiger said, and because she said, don't worry. She said, he said, she had a glint in her eye and says, don't worry, I will make it happen. <laughs> And she, he said, the little shit, she make it happen. And I just hugged him and hugged him and I said, Tony, my godfather, what? I just, I want to tell this story to the world, which I am now, yeah. incidentally. But it's just like, oh, my God, the world. And, you know, again, Bindi, there are a million stories like this out there. There's a million of them. There's just, oh, and I can't tell you how many of them I've gotten like this that I know of. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, guys, you know, Tune out of the world and tune into this world <laughs> if you don't believe there's magic. You know, there's just – there are crazy beautiful energies at work here that, that divinely guide us and we just need to trust and have faith that there's something bigger afoot that even though today we don't see what it is and we can't see into tomorrow, sometimes we're not meant to see into tomorrow and uh, just trust the footsteps that we take today. And, you know, I often say to people um, – don't just get through the day, get from the day. Mm. Learn to get from the day, just today. I think part and parcel of many reasons why perhaps people get so um, lost, confused and depressed and what have you because they're so caught up in the past and the future and the past and the future, they're not living in the moment. They're not living today because they've got all the stresses about what might, might be happening tomorrow or next week or what has just happened in the past that you can't change because the past is gone. And we're not learning to tune ourselves into today. And I said, you know, one of the biggest things we can learn to do in this world is to just get from the day. So when we get out of bed today, it's like, okay, what's the best I can do? What's the best I can be today? Mm. Um, and you know what? If I can do better tomorrow, well, I'll do better tomorrow. But I'm going to worry about that tomorrow because, God forbid, I may not be here tomorrow, but I'm here today. Mm. And I can do what I can do today. And if other people are putting stress and pressure on me about tomorrow, well, you know, just take a number and wake. I'm, I'm working at a delicatessen <laughs> today. Take a number and wait. Serving number 17 very soon. Okay, I'll, you'll get your turn. Just wait. Because that, in fact, you don't. your turn's not till tomorrow morning. So I'm going to put you aside and just focus on today because we, we just get so caught up in trying to solve our whole life in one day and trying to figure out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out that lesson. And this leads me to another point. And sadly, it is to do with another car accident, mm. which is a little sad, but has a brilliant, brilliant message in it um, that I learned and that I'm sure my, our listeners will, will learn from. And uh, it actually happened when I was 19 years old. And mm. um, it was 1979, gee, 41 years ago, given my age away now. <laughs> and um, I had a little mini minor, a little uh, a mini S. It was my first car. And, um, and the funny thing was the number plate of my car was GIQ111. Um, so it's almost like, gee, I'm queer. <laughs> I never forget it. Gee, I'm queer. Uh, gee, I'm queer, triple one. Triple one, the angel number. Oh, That's all right. the way back all, then. All the way back then. So, so I was blessed. Now, to get back to the story, I was on my own. It was a Sunday night and I was driving along down uh, near Wollongong in a place called Windang, which is south of Wollongong. Many people won't ever have heard of Windang, but uh, not far from where I used to live. 
And I was travelling along, and back in those days, the road down there now is like a, almost like a freeway, but back in those days it was a little single-lane job, little single-lane affair. And for uh, about ten minutes I came up behind a, a fellow travelling in a, a white Valiant utility, like a Chrysler utility, just an old beaten-up car, and I was following him for about ten minutes. We were sitting on the speed limit and we are just trundling along. There was not many cars on the road back in those days and just minding our own business and we were driving along and as we came up towards um, the lake uh, bridge, I saw a set, of tra- uh, a set of headlights coming towards us and they seemed to be zigzaggy. They were sort of weird. It was like sort of wandering. I thought, that's weird. They straightened up again because it was a very long, narrow road. And as we got a little closer... The lights swung off to the left and I sort of braked a little bit and this fellow in the ute was quite a way ahead of me and all of a sudden the car corrected, it overcorrected and came straight over into our lane and collided head on with the guy in front of me, just in front of me. I was a 19-year-old teenager and all of a sudden these cars are spinning around in this twisted mess and there was smoke and screams of tyres and just like it was horrific and I thought, oh, my God, and thank God I had plenty of time to stop fellow behind me, he was a family man with wife and kids and he jumped out and we both ran to both these cars and there was a white falcon that had embedded itself, had collided head on with the, with the Valiant and there was just this twisted mangle wrecks, his smoke and steam and oil and water and petrol everywhere and I ran to the guy in front of me, he'd been killed instantly. Oh no. He was deceased and that was a hell of a shock for me because I'd never seen anyone deceased in a car accident. And I ran around to the guy in the Falcon and he'd been completely pinned into the driver's seat and he was trapped badly and he couldn't even move. He had blood pouring out of his face and I looked at him and I, I leaned in and I just touched him on the arm and I said, mate, don't worry. I said, we'll go and get help because remember, 1979, no mobile phones. Oh. So we had to go and he just looked at me, Bindi, and you know what he said to me? What? This driver just looked at me and he looked and he was dazed and he said to me, can you tell me what happened? He was so drunk. He was so incredibly drunk and the guy that had pulled up behind me laid into him. Oh, no. He's punching him and he didn't even know. And this guy was hysterical. He's like, you, you effing bastard, you've just effing will hit another car and you've effing will kill someone. He couldn't even get it. He didn't even get it. He's like, stop it, man, stop it, man, stop it, man, don't punch me because he was so critically injured. I said, mate, back down, back down. And I was shaking, I was a mess and by that stage other cars had pulled up. Anyway, we waited for all the authorities to arrive and... That was that. Two big lessons I learned that night. The first lesson I learned on the spot, and guess what that was? Never drink drive in my life. Mm. Now, that was a hell of a way to learn the lesson. But to this day, if I go out, I'll be lucky to have one or two drinks max if I'm driving. And that's why um, I enjoy a drink, but I don't even really drink that much. Um, because I just oh, – that's scarred me for life, but it's mm. embedded in me, you know, at least, yeah. it, you know, didn't traumatise me to the point I thought it would. It's like, whoa. But guess what the bigger picture was? What's guess that? what the biggest lesson was? Do you have any idea? Mm. No. Because it didn't hit me for a long time until one day it's like, oh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And here's the big message for this awful, awful situation, but it's the reality of life. I had been following a man – in a utility for about 10 minutes before the car accident. Little did he know and little did I know he only had 10 minutes of his life left. Mm. The last grains of sand were just falling through his hourglass. 
And yet he may have had a million wishes and dreams about the future. Maybe he was talking about going on a trip one day. Maybe he was worried about paying off his mortgage. Maybe he was worried about losing his job. Maybe he was, you know, having a blue with his wife. Or maybe they were planning a big round-the-world trip. But guess what? What did it matter? His time was up. Mm. Now, I could also, I mean, it, it all went through me initially. It's like, oh, my God, two seconds later it would have been me. Mm. But it wasn't meant to be me because it's, it's, mm. it's divine. You know what I mean? It's mm. fate. Yep. Sadly, but the reality is it was that man's time to go. Yeah. But the, And from a spiritual soul perspective, it's perfect in the sense of um, – when I say perfect, it's, it's, that's divinely how it's meant to be. The sad reality is, Bindi, we're not all meant to die at the age of 99 in our sleep. No. In the arms of a gorgeous blonde <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Waiting for it, that's right. Um, Because there are tragedies and there are natural, you know, ways in which we pass over. But irrespective of how we pass or why we pass, it's always divine. Now, I can't remember, but from what I can remember of the man who was deceased, he was probably a man in his 50s from what I can remember him looking like, even though God love him, you know, he wasn't in the best of states, but he he was a mature man. Mm. Um, And the other guy, he was a total mess. So he was probably around the same age, but that's, that's all beside the point. My point is... After that, it's like, you know what, this is part of the – I'll never forget that car accident because it's just like that guy. I mean, and how many, How often does this happen to people? Here one minute, gone the next. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've really got to – it's sobering. It's a very sobering reminder to not put it off. No. Don't put it off. You know, accept the invitation if someone invites you out. You just don't know mm. what's going to happen or where it's going to lead you to. You just, you know, there's just so much magic out there that's waiting to support you. And this is what I say to people, you know, if life is like that for you, don't just sit at home on the couch and, you know, just wait for the magic to happen because it doesn't work that way. Mm. But what you've got to do, here's the difference because people say, well, how do I make the magic work? Well, you know, it just works by putting energy towards activity. ...towards something. Mm. If someone invites you out for a coffee, just go out for a coffee. Because there could be someone sitting at the table next to you. He says, mm. can I borrow your paper? Sure. Hey, I love that dress you've got on. Blah, 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 blah. And there's a conversation. Yeah. Oh my God, there's your, there's your future husband you just spoke to, you know. It's just you, just... you just don't know what potential can be there for you. Like you know, where it's going to lead you. This, mm. It's just magic the way... The way all this happens, and I, I constantly, not constantly, but every now and again, I think of Tony and think of the terrible tragedy that he and his family endured and for his now beautiful wife, you know, the, the terrible loss and the terrible tragedy that she went through. And it's, it's like as if they are each other's reward for what they went through. But, yeah. but the divine timing and connection of like, you know, and I couldn't, I was just so dumbfounded to think that... It, he lost his wife in one car and his next wife was in the next car. Incredible. Isn't that inc- – I mean, where do you hear that? You know, um, we chatted today about something that's that's pretty profound and I completely see it with absolute clarity now. And that is really your mission. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's part of all you do and who you are, which we've got on the board. Yeah. Which is Surrender to Magic. Oh, surrender to the magic. That's that's my little calls, my little tag sign, guys. My little what do we call it, Al? 
It's your, your tagline, tag basically. Line. <laughs> it is, it is. It's just surrender to the magic, just surrender to magic. And, you know, people think, oh, magic sounds all, you know, sort of mamby-pamby, but it's not, guys. You know, magic is real. And But I I've reckon if you were in magic. that room with Tony that night, you would have felt that magic. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my God. He said the whole place, he said even the band stopped playing and everyone come running over and everyone's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Because there's two total strangers mm. crying in each other's arms and they they just couldn't figure out what had happened because – and it's funny because when Tony sat down, got his drink and sat down and his friends went, Tony, you talk to a woman, you got to dance, you're a fast worker. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you'll be here five minutes, you've already got a date. He said, I don't wait, it's a waste time, you know. So he made a joke of it. Yeah. He said, but when they sat down, he said, we've been talking for 10, 15 minutes, whatever, whatever the time was, and all of a sudden, bam, when the reality dropped about what, yeah. I went, same date, well, where was your accident? It's like, oh, my God, you're in the other car. And he said, because we never figured out who was in the car. And he, I remember he said, um, just to go back to it a little, he said, look, the cars were such a mess and in such a state, the police could never work out who was at fault anyway. Yeah. They could never, they didn't know who was at fault or or uh, what happened. It's not that it mattered because he said you know, the tragedy had occurred and he said it didn't really, didn't, didn't bother, not bother us, but he said it didn't really matter who was at fault. He said it's just what, what had happened had happened and we had to come to grips with it and, uh, and that's what happened. So the hands of fate just uh, led something in there which was uh, just, Mind blowing, and that whole when I left Tony, uh, and sadly, I mean, I haven't seen Tony since, and I have no idea. I don't want it. I don't know what his, where he lives or anything like that. But uh, but again, I was divinely meant to meet him that yeah. day, to hear his story, yeah, and bring his story to the world because it's like, look at this, you know, like, and, and as I said, there are so many. I've got quite a number of these types of stories up my sleeve, guys. So get ready because you're going to hear a lot of them. So, so speaking of magic, yes, I've got to ask you. Yeah, um, your courses that are coming yes. soon, mm-hmm. pathway to magic. Yes, do you want to give us a quick recap on what sure. that will be? Basically, guys, it's just going to be how to clear the, your path, how to prepare yourself for great success in that in that working with energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really I, I really don't believe in luck in the sense of you know oh you're lucky. We make our luck, mm. and luck is made by aligning with truth, aligning with vibration, and basically it's like I suppose I'm going to be teaching people the importance of how to feel your success and how to feel your way in life because feeling is what it's all about. It's all about vibration and, mm. and, and that energy. Um, there will be lots of anecdotes in there. There will be lots of um, um, some wonderful wisdoms that I've learned from some of the great teachers and uh, I'll be interspersing them with some magnificent examples of what has personally happened to me. And luckily and beautifully for me, many people have witnessed my journey from when Mm. I was in the pits of despair just 11 years ago. Um, At the time of this recording, it was 11 years ago. And and how my life has come together in the last 11 years by just aligning with this energy and vibration. And I'll be teaching people exactly what I did, uh, how I live my life, what my personal philosophies are. and, And beautifully for me... I've had many people come back to me over the course of time who've 
conducted my call has not conducted sorry who've, who've uh, come along and been a part of my uh, workshops and they've gone David oh my god the the stuff that's happened since I, mm. I, I've learned uh, these things from you or from your course. And I said, oh, my God, it's very humbling when someone comes back and says, I got so much out of that course and I didn't know this happened and I didn't know it worked that way and I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And at the end of the day, that's what a workshop's all about. But even when I teach the workshops, it's amazing how much gold people bring to the workshop themselves. It's yeah. like, well, I didn't know that, so I've got something to learn from them. Because at the end of the day, in fact, rather than me being known as a as a, a teacher, I mean, I've got things to teach, but I'd rather be known as a facilitator. I just mm. facilitate the journey because I'm learning, you're learning, yeah. everyone's learning, but I love to bring it through in the format. Well, look, I'll, I'll bring the collective energies together and I'll bring through the information that I've got. I've got a plate to bring to the smorgasbord. And uh, come and dine from it yeah. if you like it, because uh, there'll be some things there that are of value. And oh my God, some of the some of the magical stories of manifestation that have occurred to me personally is mind blowing. Mm. And people that have witnessed it, gone, oh my God, David, how did that happen? Like it's almost as well. It's as miraculous as some of the stories that I've just shared with you. Yeah, you know, Max and Tony, and and it's. And it's happened to me personally. It's like, oh my god! I quick, I want to tell the world, guys. I want you to come on, come on my bus, join my bus. I've, Belinda and I have got, we've got this bus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that the, you guys can access those uh, courses uh, through your website. So they'll be coming very soon. Yes, yeah. Well, we've got some great uh, courses lined up. I've got a few little anecdotes and uh, and some other some other little interesting pieces of information that we'll be adding as time goes by, guys. And uh, it's a journey that is unfolding for me. And the beautiful thing is it's not a journey where I'm going to say to you right here and now, well, we're going to be doing this and this and this and this and that's it. You know, this is something that's just going to evolve from mm. now on in and it'll just take its own course. And again, I have absolute faith and trust in where the universe is guiding me. I mean, it's, you know, the universe has guided Bindi and I to meet mm. at all. Um, and suddenly, bam, we've got this magic that we're creating here and now and it's taking my business and my journey to another level and same with her, you know. Uh, and that's one thing that we, we agree on is just this this amazing journey that uh, we've embarked on together to help each other and support each other and it's a wonderful example of how we've, both, we've, we've all got something to contribute. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you'll be learning so much along the way from me and I'm Absolutely. learning so much from you about how to do all this because, you know, I'm a dinosaur of the 60s for <laughs> God's sake, you know, like, yeah, I thought, do I put a flyer in the letterbox? No. <laughs> I have seven billion flies for every <laughs> member of the human race. <laughs> how much is, how much a copy is that? <laughs> I, I do have to say this is one of the most beautiful podcasts I've ever been a part of. Oh, and, really? and really because I'll have a thought and then you'll say it. I'm like, damn it. Um, <laughs> because I think you're picking up on that or, or yeah. Our guides are sharing. They are. Um, and the other part is that I'm so blessed to be here and actually learn from you. Oh, thank you, It darling. is thank absolutely you. incredible. Oh, beautiful, sweetheart. Let's go before I cry. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, you go. oh, God, guys, I wish you were here with me in the studio. <laughs> Bindi's sitting and she's got tears in her eyes and she's starting to make me get it all teary. So I think oh, you no, better... you're teary. Let's oh, go. I know. I know. We, know. we better go. <laughs> See you later. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Soul Speaker podcast. For more information about David's work, visit inspiringsoulspeaker.com.